UMGoBlue.com. By fans, for fans. Since 1999. Good afternoon. How you guys doing? If you have a question, raise your hand and we'll get started. Go over here on the left, Casey. So just talk about how Josh and Jay has been playing the last couple of weeks and how he stepped up with, um, um, with Rashawn yeah, Josh um, Uche is playing really good ball. Um, two big sacks in the game. Um, really coming off the edge with speed and power and uh, impacting the games. He's, uh, he's uh, doing a great job. Guys are stepping up. Guys are making plays uh, defensively. Josh, Quiddy Pay, uh, Chase Winovich is, you know, continues to be, continues a great year that he's having. He was relentless in the ball game and Secondary was uh, lights out, and could mention uh, everybody on the defense. That was uh, a great performance. Thank you, Jim. Yep. We're in the right, Chris. Apologize if you don't want to talk about this, but Juwan uh, Bushel Beatty seemed to walk out of the tunnel and said he seemed like he was okay. Give an update on that. Not, no, not, 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 no update right now. Uh, as, uh, as you know, players on Monday are in, in class. We'll see them later this afternoon. Right here, John. Coach, aside from dealing with the bumps and bruises this week, what's the biggest thing to get accomplished without a game this week? Uh, we call it an improvement week, so we'll uh, we'll set out uh, to uh, to do that. I still got a long way to go, and uh, a lot of big games ahead. Also, want to practice some of our younger players, the the ones that have really been on the verge of getting playing time or have, have had some playing time and, uh, you know, put them over the top uh, with uh, the work, work they'll do uh, this week and next. Back, Adam. Do you have any update on Jalen Mayfield? Yeah, he's doing great. He's, um, he's really having a good freshman year. Um, practicing well, getting stronger. He's in the – he's on – in the depth chart uh, as a number two. Um, he's doing a great job. Love Jalen Mayfield. Um, he's he's I, I don't know who you talk to, Adam, but he's, he's practicing. Yeah, he's practicing. He's doing good. Yeah. Oh, from how long ago? Two weeks ago. Yeah, he's doing good. Update, Jalen Mayfield's doing a great job. Front left, Larry. Jim, do you allow yourself or your players to look at the path that's ahead of them in terms of you know, controlling their own destiny to reach their goals this season? Uh, yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, but starting with today, uh, you know, getting as much out of this this Monday as we can. I mean, team did a good job this past weekend, and um, still a long way to go. So um, on we go, up and at it. Get back to work. Angelique, Jim Rashawn didn't make the trip. Is this something that's lingering, or, or how do you see what's the progress he's making? Do you see him coming back? Yeah, he, he's made progress. Uh, he practiced last week, but he didn't feel like he could uh, play in the game, so um, that was the decision made not to play in the game. Was it your decision not to travel him? Well, you, we get to travel 74 guys, yeah, no, so yeah, you he take. I was just going to say, because I think Wilton last year, I think his father took him to one of the games when he couldn't travel with the team. So I was just wondering if that was an option for Rashad. We, we take the, the 74 uh, in uniform and that can play in the game.
Chris. Coach Jared Langler looked like he did a nice lead block on the touchdown. Just talk about his progress and how far he's come since he made the switch. Um, come, come a long way. Uh, really turned into a, a fine fullback. Um, he's continued his, his stellar play on special teams and uh, contributing a lot to the offense. He has a thorough understanding of everything that we're doing schematically, and um, you know, he adds a lot. He's, 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 got a, he's got a lot of talent for the position. He can block. He can catch. Uh, he can adjust to um, defenders on the move. So uh, it's been really good. The front, Nick. Jim, do you uh, anticipate Rashawn to be a season-ender, or do you anticipate him to be back at some point this year? I don't know. Angela, did you have a question? Yeah, yes. Stuber came in. I thought, you know, I think there had been some talk that Hudson was maybe the next guy up at right tackle. What has Stuber done to, to get that moving in that role? Uh, he's done a good job. Uh, he's, uh, he's progressing well. Um, and probably just, I mean, he went a little bit ahead. Uh, James had, had dislocated a finger in the, in the previous ball game and so uh, Andrew had had more reps and, and went ahead on the depth chart for this week. Quinn, Quinn missed the field goal. Is he? What do you say to him? He's missed. I think he's three of three last uh, six attempts. Is this something that's? Uh, are you seeing something in practice that that's he's having issues with? Um, just keep uh, just keep working at it. <clears throat> I mean, the one the one extra point the ball was. Was laying on the ground sideways. That's he did a good job of getting that through the um, through the uprights. So uh, yeah, just keep going. On the left, Aaron. Just to clarify, Rashawn, you say you didn't feel like you could play the game. Was that his decision, or was it your trainer's decision, or who made that call? I, as I said, Rashawn didn't feel like he could play in the game. Has he okay. indicated to you that he may decide to sit the rest of the season? No, okay. hasn't indicated that. We talked to a bunch of guys this last couple weeks. Zorich said he thought this was, in terms of true team, offense, defense, special teams, everybody said each other's back. Devin said that. A lot of guys said that. In terms of a team that seems to have coaches at players' backs, players at coaches' backs, full like that, I mean, does it feel like that to you right now with the way these guys are working and going good? Yeah, it, uh, I've been saying that for a long time. Um, it's just uh, it's a real joy to coach these guys. Um, they enjoy practicing. Uh, enjoy each other's company. You see it uh, every day, and so yeah, it's a great group to be around. Um, much as I've ever enjoyed a group of uh, ball players, coaching a group. Uh, yeah, they play hard. They play smart, and uh, play good. It's a tough team, um, and you know, back to work. You want it to be like that every year, and you've been around a lot of teams. But is there a uniqueness to to that with this group, and in terms of being maybe closer than, than most or normal? I don't you know, like to compare, but I mean, is there yeah. a uniqueness to this? Um, that's just good. It's just a good ball team, you know. Um, I always thought the best ball teams are like from the neighborhood, you know. It's like guys from the neighborhood and uh, um, that you know are friends, and yeah, and uh, makes up a ball team and. That this team reminds me of uh, of those kind of 
great teams that uh, you were on, whether it was high school or grade school or, or college or pro, that uh, yeah, they, they, uh, they're for each other. They're happy for each other's success. Another thing that really um, speaks loudly to me uh, that I notice is how they talk about each other. Um, you know, rarely do they take on the credit for something. Uh, even when somebody's trying to give it to them, they, they disperse it to a teammate. Um, and it's genuine. Uh, they are happy for the, for the other guy's success. It's so many good things. Front right here, Kyle. I was gonna ask you asked that question. All right, we're back at it. Jim, I know the old Michigan State over 12 on third down that was mentioned. I believe that was probably a season low uh, or game low total for rushing yards in the D'Antonio yard. Is there anything specifically that you that you're pulling from this game as far as building block material for the rest of the season? Yeah, trying to you know still trying to to build and. And as we said, there's a there's a long way to go. But I mean, there was I mean, there were some credible things that came out of this game. Uh, defense holding the opponent to under 100 yards. Um, the uh, the third down production by our defense, you know, getting getting off the field. Another game with 11 punts uh, in it. Uh, you know, things that I think it's the lowest total or one of the lowest totals of the year. Um, there's a there's a lot of statistics in that way. As I said right after the game, this was like a you know, dream game as far as uh, statistics. And I thought our guys you know, played really, really good. And, of course, we're always going to try to strive to play even better. Um, and not to take anything away from our defense because uh, you know, they played a magnificent game. But, um, you know, Michigan State had some had some injuries. And, um, and Brian Lewerke, who I really – think is a, a heck of a good quarterback um, you know my eye with no evidence of any MRIs or anything I don't I don't think his shoulders right I think he, he's throwing the ball like somebody's got a torn labrum uh, he just doesn't have to pop on it so um, you know that that was a another factor in the game and I think I think we can uh, I think we can still you know keep going and keep keep improving as a, as a defense and as a team Well, the same, uh, you know, want to keep getting better and keep improving. Um, I thought I thought we did a really good job being patient in the game, uh, especially in the first half. Um, kept coming back to the run game, kept tweaking the run game, kept uh, uh, going back to it, and, and uh, you know, eventually that that was really good for us in the second half and in the fourth quarter of the game. Thought that uh, the run came. The run game was really, really good against a, a very good de- defensive run game opponent. John, Coach mentioned specifically the way this team responded to everything that, that happened on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the kind of thing that can propel them with even more confidence and resilience into November than you've seen to this point? Yes. Um, you know, as I said, I mean, you did. We did good. Now let's get back to work, and uh, and um, we're still a long way to go. Uh, but there was uh, there was some real 
some really good things in the game. Um, you know, as far as uh, you know, taking care of the team early on in the ball game, the, the tip ball on the sideline where Nico came back and and, and got that ball, did not let it get intercepted, and um, you know, didn't stand and watch, uh, but came back and actually, you know, got a got the completion. I thought that was great. Later in the game, Gentry, um, you know, similar type of play, but you know, I think that uh, uh, that kind of hustle, that kind of uh, that kind of determination is is really good. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna point out uh, all those things to the to the squad because it's a great example for for other guys on the team as well. But a lot of a lot of a lot of really good things. Uh, I thought they, um, you know, it comes down to guys making plays. It always does. Um, Shea Patterson, another another really good game. Not only not only is there a tough opponent or um, crowd noise and there's elements. And uh, I thought that he uh, played a superb game. You know, nothing, no bigger than on the fourth and two in the fourth quarter where he comes up with 10 or 12 or 13 yards. I mean, that was a that was a huge play. Uh, guys making plays, guys making blocks, and uh, line blocking, backs running hard, receivers making tough catches. Um, Donovan, uh, Nico in the back of the end zone, um, Grant Perry, every Sean McCune, it was Gentry, it was you know, a bunch of guys making plays. So. Back, right, Jim, is, is your team climbs in the rankings now up to number five, the Big Ten race wide open, Ohio State losing. Do you find your team more and more embracing what actually can be right in front of them there? Not that they weren't embracing it earlier, but now is the pathway seems to be opening a little bit. Do you talk about that with your team? Do they embrace it? Yes, I mean, it's good. Uh, now let's, let's get back to work because uh, there's still a long way to go, but. Uh, you know, I think they have been embracing it, uh, you know, for for months now. You know, they 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 see the hard work paying off. They see them, they see themselves uh, uh, getting better, playing playing well. You know, putting putting uh, striving for you know the, to you know be the best that they possibly can be. And when you're working hard and it's it's paying off, that uh, that's a good thing. Now let's get back to work. The front, Nick. Jim, because it really, you mentioned the fourth and two, because it really expanded the lead packages and plays. And I know Shea's a capable runner, but how important in that is just his ball handling. I mean, there's a couple times where he's looked off the end or something, he's pulled the ball out and making the right reads. And sometimes maybe not what he wants, but in perfect use moments, it's been there. How important and how much improved have you seen with that? Well, I mean, he came in really good at that yeah. that part of the game. Uh, but it takes a lot of it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of uh, ball handling and timing and practice. Um, and yeah, I think we can get more time on task. We can get even better at it. But you know, it's been a been a real weapon for us. How big of an emphasis now is that for all the quarterbacks that you guys have working on that ball handling and the reads and all that sort of stuff? Because you guys got you guys have guys that can run. So. Yeah, yeah, they um, yeah they see you know they see that. Uh, you know, that it's uh, that it's effective, and you know, we, we, plus when you see another good player, you know, doing something, you always, always, I think players like to emulate and 
and uh, see how good they could get it at a at a fundamental or, or a technique. And and you're right, um, you know, players are coming in more equipped to do that. Uh, they've done it in high school, and Dylan's really good at it, and you know, so is Joe, and Brandon's good at it too. So um, they're working on it. Yeah, we're gonna take it. You don't mind people knowing that, you know. Right, have to defensive. Jim, Donovan has really developed the big play <clears throat> element. Obviously, he had a piece in high school. Then this year, he's, he's playing that way again. Talk about that and also his overall game, how he's developed. Uh, he's really, uh, really developing this year. You know, that, uh, that's been you know, so great to see with all our receivers, just the improvement they've made. Uh, you know, they've worked extremely hard at it, each guy. Uh, has and Jim McElwain has has done an incredible job coaching them, but you just see every week. I mean the the uh, you know creating space, you know, like he did on the uh, the touchdown, you know, and then and then uh, uh, you know increasing that and getting gaining separation uh, and finally making the the tough catch and uh, and then finishing with the ball. In the end zone, yards after the catch. I mean, it's uh, everything you want a receiver to do. Plus, he blocks uh, really well. He always lines up in the right spot. Always runs the, the route to the right spot. He's, he's there's no mental error in his game. It's uh, it's great to see. In front right here. Yeah, coach, you saw Tariq Black come on the field for one play before the timeout, and then uh, didn't come back on after the timeout. You anticipate him being a full go going forward here? I uh, don't know exactly. We knew uh, we wanted. Uh, he was cleared by the doctors uh, to play. He practiced uh, limited during the week and uh, was cleared to play in the game. So um, wanted to get him back out there. Larry, you mentioned the Northwestern comeback and maybe one of those defining moments you look back on. Do you think? I did, did I say that? Uh, yeah, you said, no. you said something like, you know, it's uh, when you came back from 17 points, that's kind of one of those things maybe, you know, that helps define the season. Or more or less, you said that. Paraphrasing? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe your thoughts? But. I'll go back to the tape and get back to that. Okay. Um, the, what happened the pregame at Michigan State and how your team responded, do you think that can be – you know, something that propels this team to another level that it didn't know it had in terms of um, togetherness, emotion, results. <sighs> I don't know. That was uh, that would. You want to just ask me about that situation, or what, what, is that the? Sure. I mean, just is, is there anything <laughs> curious or anything good that can happen beyond what happened in that game? In that pregame and what happened during the game. Propel team I, I don't think it's going to have any kind of uh, effect, you know, moving forward. But um, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll give you my thoughts on it. It was, uh, and I know I did right after the game. But um, when you host a team, you know, both teams, you share the field. I mean, each has a sideline. Each gets half of the field to to warm up on, and and. Uh, you know that then you know, Michigan State locked arms and used every inch of the field in their walk to 
to, uh, you know, with the attempt of, you know, going through or over our guys in a physical manner. So, um, you know, to call that unsportsmanlike or to call that Bush League um, is putting it mildly. Uh, that, that could have been a, that could have been a, a real unfortunate incident. And, and um, you know, as I said, um, you know, it's, it's the opposite of BS. You know, coach said that was BS, but this is, that, that's not BS. That's, uh, that's fact. And uh, I think it's something now the two athletic directors really need to get to, together and talk about. But I'll, I'll go one step further and, uh, and, and use Coach D'Antonio's words from, from a few years back. It's, it's not a product of the team, but their program. And uh, again, that's that's using his words, but so that could have that could have been that could have been an unfortunate deal. And I'm proud of our guys for for keeping their cool and and uh, you know wait until the game to. Cody, what was your opinion of uh, what Devin did at midfield? Is that something you address? Do you have any thoughts on that? You know, that's, I mean, to, no, I don't, I don't, I don't blame Devin. Uh, you know, I, I like the way our guys handled it. I mean, that, that'd be like, that'd be like going back and saying, oh, look at Devin Bush, look at him out there. You know, he's out of midfield scraping up the, uh, the logo. Uh, after what just took place, I mean, that would be, I mean, that's straight out of the, the Pistons playbook, you know. You know, do something to them, say something to them, you know. Elbow them, and then when they when somebody else does something, you know, back, then flop. Uh, so that that's how I think about that uh, as well. And as again, it's it's unsportsmanlike. It's it's bush league, and and that is putting it very mildly. Last question, Adam. Yeah, I was just kind of curious about any uh, conversation that you had with. I mean, Don Brown's a pretty fiery guy. I was wondering about the post game conversation with Don was like. It was great. As Bob Euford would say, uh, the Michigan locker room is going bananas. Uh, that's what it was. That's what it was like. It was. That's what it was. It was. It was great. It was, uh, you know, tre- tremendous, uh, you know, celebration and and uh, you know, hug for Don Brown. I mean, there's there's nobody better. It's uh, what a what a phenomenal coach. Really. Uh, there is none better that I've been around, and um, really proud of all our coaches. Um, I think they're doing a, a phenomenal job, each and every one of them. And good job, and let's get back to work. All right, thanks, Coach. What did you have a question? I just want to follow up on Devin. Not nothing with that incident, but is he playing with a different at a different level this year? I know you talked about he's one of the best linebackers you've seen, but it seems like he's. Taking it up a notch, even more fiery, or is that not? Oh yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's uh, he's playing at um, you know the very highest level of in college football, in my opinion. Had another great game, you know, this game, multiple tackles, sack, and um, yeah, he's playing he's playing with great emotion and and uh, and talent, and playing hard. He's playing really smart. Uh, he's doing. Doing everything you can do. The instincts come out, you know, uh, each and every week, and and uh, you know he finds another rung to go to. 
every single every single week, in my opinion. And with the situation that you just talked about, the opposite of BS, would you call? I mean, do you want to talk to D'Antonio about this, or is this are you done with this at this stage? Well, I think it's a thing that the two athletic directors really need to talk about because, um, you know, leading up to the game, we were aware that they did a traditional walk, and and we contacted them because they send us a book of pregame operations that is the most detailed, finest I've ever seen. Uh, it has everything uh, in it in writing, and um, but. That part is not, and we call them and say, "What time is, are you guys doing your walk?" Because we don't want to, we don't want to put our players out to warm up until after you guys do your traditional walk. And uh, they gave us a time uh, that it would be at 9:45. So okay, great. Then, well, it might be 9:55. Now, now it is going to be 9:55 a day later. So okay, well, that walk happened another 10 minutes after that. And um, you know, no, at no point was there any kind of heads up or, hey, could you guys please, uh, you know, leave the field? And um, you know, and that's, you know, I, I see where they're, you know, the calling, calling, using the word juvenile. I think that's br- trying to brush it under the, the carpet because, you know, their strength coaches were out there leading it. Their assistant coaches were out there. Coach D'Antonio was right behind it. That was a. That had all the, the earmarkings and, and evidence of a uh, orchestrated uh, stormtrooper march. So, but I'll let the let the I think it's some mortal address. I know you hadn't seen the you hadn't been you were on the field you, you, you know you heard what David told you when you mm-hmm. saw the video of it mm-hmm. you see D'Antonio mm-hmm. back there what was your reaction to seeing him you know being five feet or whatever was behind the guys. That that was Bushley. That he should have stepped in at that point. That it has all the evidence of being orchestrated. Yes. Jim mm-hmm. Patrick, were you guys supposed to have the field at 10 a.m.? Is that what was on the schedule? You, like exactly what time were you guys supposed to be, be on the field, and they were supposed to be off? Just say we can go out on the field. You know, 9:30, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. There's. Uh, it comes open to us when it comes open, but as I said, we were trying to not be out there when, you know, they were doing their traditional walk, and um, and that's that's when the back and forth was a vagueness. They even told us, oh, sometimes we don't do it." Um, so it, it came to a certain point where well, maybe they're not doing it, you know. So guys go, guys can go out and start getting loosened up for the for the game that starts at 12 o'clock. Thank you you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.